0: Can't believe that you haven't seen it. Love it so much, you really gotta stream it. Let me tell you every line right now, I can quote the whole thing since I was twelve.
1: We missed. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Movies We Miss. I am your host Brandon Greenhouse, and I have my lovely co-host Jane Curry Hammer with us today. Uh, Janie, how are you doing?
0: I'm good. Why did we go with curry? I love it, just,
1: it. It, you know, it popped into my head, and I. Are you craving some curry, or are
0: you there's never... Tim Curry?
1: Or? I'm always craving curry. I'm always standing Tim. I, I. Always have a moment when I'm like coming up with a name. Or for you where I panic because it's so hard for me to think of a name and I always think of it in the moment and I get it every time. And it's like, it's almost like there's so, there's an infinite number of names which makes it harder.
0: Of course.
1: So. You can't, it's
0: like when someone, it's like when someone asks me to choose favorites, like it's my least favorite thing ever because I, there's so much to choose. Someone's like, what's your favorite album? I'm like, I'd rather put a gun in my mouth and answer this question. What's your favorite movie? Good things um, that
1: you're able to keep balance though. And you're not able to, <laughs> you don't fall into histrionics And that's probably <laughs> the, the takeaway um, from that. Uh, Jane, what's your favorite ice cream flavor?
0: Oh, God, uh, you know, it depends on the day. It's like picking day. a favorite
1: child, right?
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. it depends on the day. And right now, I, you know I love like a fruity moment when it comes I do. to ice cream. You love fruit? I love fruit, baby. And I do like a classic chocolate, but I don't I also don't like too much going on in my ice cream. I don't like That's how a, I am. a rocky road. I don't, I don't like, like rocky road. Uh, you know, a half baked by Ben & Jerry's. There's too much going on. I want, a, uh, you know what I mean? Like a nice, light, creamy flavor. I
1: agree. Ben & Jerry's has like two... Like, I like Ben and & Jerry's and I, I think they have okay politics, but like... Ben mm-hmm. and Jerry have like two flavors that I actually like. Well, they have three. They have, I, I'm fine with that Americone Dream one that has like, it's like the chocolate covered waffle cone in it, which is like, it's a cute oh, little like moment. I don't like,
0: know if moment. They have that one. Isn't and they that have, like, like Stephen a, Colbert is on the cover or something? Something
1: like that. Yeah. It sounded more and more like you, like you have had it. Um, and then they also. <laughs> no,
0: I just recognized. You're just but- a Colbert
1: Stan. <laughs> Um, then they also have that cheesecake one that's actually pretty tasty and not typically something I'd be into, but it's like, I
0: can't stand when they're shoving cake into ice cream. Let them be separate.
1: Well, they're not, it's not, first of all, I don't think it's really cake. I think they like do something to <laughs> it to like make it seem like it's cake, but it's not really, like, I don't think it's really cookie dough and ice cream. Well, we know. I don't know. I don't need it. I, I,
0: it well, Uh, can it not be? egg? In, in
1: well, you potatoes? can have raw egg in cookie dough and put that raw egg cookie dough in an ice cream. Can you not? I mean, you can make cookie dough without eggs in it also. I know plenty of people Yeah, I know right they now. do that. Yeah. But it's not my jam. I like an ice cream with one thing in it. The older I get, yeah. the more that's the case. I remember mm-hmm. when I was a kid, my fave was always cookies and cream, um, which I haven't checked for, for in a long time. But yeah, I should revisit because I used to like, oh, God, there's some like the food went on like food went unchecked in my home. Like I was allowed. Like if I like my mom would double down if I ate a lot of something. It wasn't like, oh, like we should start on. It was like, ooh, I'm gonna buy two next time since you you oh took a God. half that gallon and one sitting, kiddo. And it's like it should be like a conversation probably. But like, like my why house, are you eating your
0: feelings? Like, that, but also
1: also this is a southern thing, I think, but mm. I famously grew up in a house that had two refrigerators. We had one in our garage and we had one in our home. Maybe this isn't southern, but like,
0: it we is, had um, we had two refrigerators, one in the basement and one in our house. But the one in the basement held like wine and beer. Mostly. Oh,
1: okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ours just held more bad shit. Like ours was just full of like with a lot of ju- we used to keep we god this sounds horrible. We kept all like of our soda and our juice typically in the one in the in the one in the garage. Um, and when we had overflow, because we had a lot we always had like overflow. My mom is the queen of like provisions. Um, but a lot of overflow, that was a full fantasy. She that we loves had.
0: a deal and she loves finding a lot. Like she's like an extreme couponer in, mm-hmm. it's in some ways. Not yeah, not like a tracker. Go ahead. No, no, like in a good way. Not like in a way that's like In a way. You know um,
1: to categorize as good or bad, but it is she is who she is. Um I will say that, like her. um, I will say that my grandmother also. I grew up. My grandmother always had a deep freezer, and that was the one you wanted to get in Mm. to get those popsicles and the. That's always just get the popsicles and stuff in the deep freezer, and like you. And and when you were little, you had to like it's kind of dangerous when I think about it. Like we would be, we were so little and we used to like put the chair from the dining room table next to the deep freezer. And you like, you put like half your body into it to dig in. And it's like, (laughs) none of us, we could have, and there was a bunch of stuff on it too. It wasn't just like, it was in the kitchen. And so you would have to hoist it open and then you would stick half your body in, in the darkness of the deep freezer, you'd go rummaging around for like a popsicle. And it's like, you you think your grandparents
0: put, Put the stuff on there in order to keep you guys out of it?
1: That's a good question. I'd have to... You know, that's a question that I I should ask my grandmother because it was... I apparently... I don't remember this, but my grandmother says that when I was little... First of all, perfect child... But she does note that when I was a little, she's like, "You were really like you were too smart for your own good sometimes, and like you were the first one to figure out how to get to like the snacks on top of the refrigerator." Yeah, that's because facts. I figured out like
0: <laughs> I've, I've I've seen you when you're hungry. There's not a lot that can stand in your way.
1: All right, I figured out. that... <laughs> me neither. The, the di- <laughs> I could figure out a way to get the dining room like it's so. When she told me about it, I was like, "That's so dangerous." She's like, "Absolutely. That's why you that's why you get trouble." But I I figured out a way to get the like the the t- kitchen table my grandmother had a microwave on like a little stand and I figured out to get from the kitchen table to the microwave stand to on top of the microwave to on top of the you know the refrigerator so I was doing problem solving from <laughs> a, a you, young age and you should life put that, that on
0: your resume because that's amazing you saw a roadblock and instead of instead of like, just ending the project, you found workarounds. I was like, and... let's put our
1: heads together, and yep. um, let's hunker down, and we're going to figure it out. <laughs> they don't call it synergy for no reason. <laughs> I hate when people use expressions like that. Like, what does that mean? When people use a word, and they say they don't call it blank for no reason, or that's why they call it blank. But It's like... It it's like of course anything. that's the word. That's the
0: word. That's why would no they word call it anything else?
1: That there's no word that it's in relationship to that like <laughs> explains what you're you're pointing to like some sort of like a deriving that's not happening. Like it doesn't come right. from anything else. It's like that's why they call it, that's why they call it uh, unity.
0: It's yeah. like what or like they, they don't call it-, call it they don't call it denial for nothing. And it's like. What? Okay, because that's the word for it. That's like... just the word
1: for it, and that's why we all call it that. So it isn't for nothing, but it's also not whatever you're gesturing towards either. Like, right? This, exactly. Th- there's no mythology around it. Like, it's just the word, and we it's agree just that the that's the word, what
0: it was. and that's how we use it. Oh
1: my god, people! Oh, Jane and I hating imaginary people. I mean,
0: that like aren't here that we're not talking to. Jane and I'm... I, Jane and I had a
1: conversation this weekend about imaginary fights with people and (laughs) jane sent me something funny online about people like prepping for imaginary fights and i messaged her back and i said oh my god it's like i've had so many imaginary fights with you With my mother, with Dave, with everybody who I love in my life, I've had of an course. imaginary fight about something about, and it'll be like about something. It literally would be about a slick comment somebody made
0: seven years <laughs> ago. That you haven't
1: ago. moved on from, <laughs> and I'll just like it'll pop in my head, and I'll get like hot. Like I'll get hot. I still Jane knows a story. I'm not gonna get into it, but somebody left a a slit comment on my live journal 20 years ago. <laughs> And I still think about it from time to time, and I still, like, I have suspicions on who said it. And they said that they didn't, but there's still a part of me that's always like, I'm going to catch you on your deathbed, and I'm going to see if I can get that, that connection. I
0: actually, like, am invested in that, because it was such a shady comment from It was really schooler. shady. <laughs>
1: like- <laughs> I'll never forget. I know who it is. I know who it is. You know who you I are, mean- too, if you're listening. You know what you did. Even though you denied it multiple times, um, <laughs> speaking of friendship and camaraderie, mm-hmm. um, it's Pride Month. You know, and it I'm, sure I'm, is. I'm living out loud, baby, and I know Janie's living. Janie's living out loud. She's I'm living out loud. You and I have been living once. out loud
0: for years. Um, yeah, you've been like, living loud. It's like I've been just living
1: sonically, <laughs> like
0: loudly. I am the I am historically the loudest person in the room that's true and you can be loud but you're not always loud no i I actually
1: am am usually the opposite of loud i'm actually usually very quiet and people are usually whispering to me what did you just say and it's typically something that i don't want the room to hear so i'm Mm -hmm. like i have to talk at this level (laughs) because this isn't a comment that's for the but because
0: i couldn't wait until the room clears out or we go to another location
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you benefit from it. It's usually a slick joke. A, a observational humor, not unlike um a Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry
0: Seinfeld, you definitely are a modern day Jerry Seinfeld for sure. I've always said it in a voice. You
1: know, it. I was telling Dave this the other day. I have I have gotten compared in real life, comedically, to mm-hmm. Michael Ian Black. And it has been something okay. that I've heard multiple times and I uh, I really lean into it. So if anybody I can wants to that. like spread the I can word see that.
0: Sometimes oh, he gets a little out of pocket, but I do think he is very funny. But wow. sometimes he says things that I'm like, "Oh, don't say that."
1: Okay, <laughs> but
0: I'm... but but you don't do that. I, I really do try I not do to. Think... So, I,
1: I, maybe, I'm know, you... way, maybe I'm a more Maybe I'm a more. Oh yeah, don't say. And Brandon doesn't, Dave. <laughs> Dave I chimed try... in
0: with, "And Brandon doesn't." I think Brandon doesn't in mixed company. <laughs>
1: that's decorum that's tact <laughs> okay. and that's my version of saving face from my family
0: wow mm. he's good with the tie-in people he's gotten really good I'm thank proud of
1: you. you this is not the house that jack built baby <laughs> this is this is the greenhouse effect is what this is
0: okay follow him on facebook or not jane, facebook, instagram
1: <laughs> jane i also wanted to talk about something you're kind of like what heather locklear was to Melrose Place, to this podcast.
0: What does that mean? What does that mean? Explain for, that for the for people the, who didn't for watch the first, Melrose like, Place.
1: <laughs> if I remember correctly, the first like four or five seasons of Melrose Place, they'd do the opening credits and it'd be everybody's names. And then they'd get to Heather Locklear, who played Amanda, and it would say, and guest starring Heather Locklear. Ugh. And it was like, girl, you're in, you're a regular at this point, okay? You're not going anywhere, so you <laughs> Brandon, are no longer a guest star. So- I hate
0: the narrative that you are trying to say that you created this podcast and I'm a guest star No, no, no. no. On That's it. not what
1: I'm saying. No, what I'm saying was that okay. you not- I'm saying that like when we first started this and you were going to be making, you were going to be popping in really quick. And <laughs> now baby girl is like basically that- here to stay. And so it's been really wild going on that journey with you from
0: What are you implying? You would, made this, you would have made this podcast on your own. You, I would would have, have... my
1: initial idea for this podcast was for me to use my industry connects to bring in
0: stars. <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. I'm sorry, please. You, sorry, go ahead. My
1: initial idea, the brainchild, okay. was for me to bring in Industry Connects, people that I've worked with in the industry, and i moved through similar circles as in my tenure in Tinseltown, and <laughs> get them in here to talk about the movies that put them on the map. I had a lot of stars, stores, <laughs> stores. lined up. doors The As Good As It Gets episode, famously, I had been talking to Kiki um, about coming on the podcast and about... Kiki
0: as in Dunst?
1: Kiki Dunst? No, no Diane Keaton um, about coming on the podcast and talking about it. I Don't actually you gotten, dare.
0: No one calls Diane Keaton Kiki. If you're outside of the
1: circle, no. But <laughs> I had gotten myself sized for a bowler hat mm-hmm. and a, a bolo necktie. And mm-hmm. uh, gloves, and me and her were gonna. And do a they whole had to make
0: they uh, that that is tribute. a true story because that is the biggest bowler hat they've ever made in history.
1: It's true, and me and her we were gonna do. It's a whole in the thing Guinness together. Book of
0: World Records. Look it up. Brandon Absolutely. Greenhouse owns the biggest bowler house. Bo- sorry, bowler hat ever. Ugh, made in don't
1: history. help me. <laughs> so anyway, um, oh, you rock. Are you rocking that that? Are you rocking that dress that my mom got you?
0: I am. <laughs> It's so comfy. It's, it's really
1: no. It's looking good, Mama.
0: Thank you. It's my so... mom.
1: So my mom really likes um, my mom. Like love. My mom, first of all, loves getting things for Jane. Uh, my mom and a, I
0: love getting things for my mom. And Jane so loves sweet. getting things
1: for my mom. Um, my mom loves getting things with like phrases on them and like <laughs> sayings so it's like not exactly jane's style um and when my mom gave it to me to give to jane i thought oh this is really cute and then i was like is there anything do you have any without like words on the front and she was like nope but she did have like different <laughs> words yeah she did have different <laughs> words and i think this is a pretty good one and this seems this to is- be like a mantra that james li- jane lives by so i think that it all worked out what does it say jane
0: it says grace wins there and... we go baby <laughs>
1: there was there was uh there was one that had faith, something about faith on it, and there was one <laughs> I think that's about hope so yeah, yeah. <laughs> i
0: think the, gra- the <laughs> i think faith would have been a real big miss <laughs> yeah absolutely that
1: was your stripper name i know for a while but
0: it was yeah so i just didn't want to be reminded of it and you don't need to
1: because mm-hmm. it's a part of your life and it's nothing for you to feel embarrassment or shame about because you no. did the damn thing
0: uh, exactly funded this podcast <laughs>
1: jane i've i heard from my assistant actually earlier today um camberley um camberley mentioned that you had a synopsis for the movie
0: yeah no actually came was quite rude to me when i texted her and you should probably talk to her about that but um she, she said it was
1: she said she gave as good as she got so i'll and i take her word <laughs> for it because she's never lied to me and she's a trustworthy person so um yeah but uh, i guess yeah, simple. so I
0: have a synopsis, basically, is, is where we're at with that. Mm. And I, it's taken us a while to get here today, so I'll just dive right in. Um, <laughs> let's
1: leave your bedroom tactics out of us, okay?
0: <laughs> Hold on, let me just adjust real quick. Did quickly.
1: you get my joke? I did
0: get it. I okay. did get it. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Pride Month. Happy Pride.
0: Happy Pride. So this was a Pride Month movie that I chose called Saving Face. Pride. And I'm going to go ahead and read the synopsis. 29-year-old Wilhelmina Pang is a doctor in New York City. She's not just any doctor, she's a surgeon, and she's damn good at it. The chief of surgery is convinced she's going to hold his position by the time she's 40. This, unfortunately, leaves her little time to focus on love and marriage. And, well, that's just not good enough for her family. Will is a first-generation Chinese-American, and her family wants her to get her ass to the chapel. Seriously, how can she be almost 30 and not married? Every Friday, her mother forces her to trek it to Queens and join her to dance for all generations of the Chinese community in Flushing in order to find herself a husband. On one particular uneventful Friday night, Will does spot someone she likes, but she knows is not going to fly with her fam. You see, Will is a card-carrying member of the Carabiner Club. That's right, she's a regular at Home Depot, if you catch my drift. She wouldn't mind visiting a certain island in Greece, if you get what I'm putting down. Wilhelmina Pang is a lesbian. Only, her family doesn't know. So, there's nothing she can do when she sees the beautiful Vivian Shing from across the room. All she can do is stare longingly and fantasize about what could be. But wait, is that Vivian girl staring back? Is she smiling at Will knowingly? Is she saying without saying, Hey girl, I know a fellow sapphic sister when I see one, so let's meet up later. It can't be, right? When Vivian shows up at Will's hospital and the two have a very flirty interaction, I think it's safe to say they're on the same page. Vivian, a dancer, invites Will to see her performance and they are off to the races. They start dating from date from date one and enter blissfully into their honeymoon phase. Things are going great until Will returns home one day to see her mother crying on her doorstep with a packed bag. Her mother, Hui Lan, Who has been living with her parents since she was widowed when will was just a small kid has been kicked out it turns out 48 year old hui lan is pregnant and unmarried and despite following her father's rules for all these years he is scandalized and wants her out of the house hui lan moves in with will and takes over she redecorates tells will what to do what to eat and monopolizes the television with her chinese soap operas Will is stifled, but having learned from her mother what it means to be a good Chinese daughter, she just deals with it. As time goes on, Will has two missions, put up an intense wall so that her new love Vivian can never get too close and find and find out who the father of her soon to be half sibling is and get her mother married. She needs her out of the house. Guess which one she's succeeding at? Will won't come out to her family, and Vivian feels more and more distant from Will as she makes excuses, spends too much time at the hospital, and only shows up to Vivian's apartment after work for a quick bang session, and then sneaks out before the sun is up. Things begin to get even shakier for Will and Viv when she finds out that Vivian has been offered a four-year contract with a prestigious ballet company in Paris. Will is supportive of the opportunity, but she doesn't say what Viv wants to hear. In fact, she doesn't really say much at all. The world comes crashing down a around Will and her mother when her beloved grandmother and Hui Lan's mother unexpectedly passes away. This motivates Hui Long to make up with her father and he decides to marry her off to Cho, a kind man who really likes Weiland, but he just isn't the one. Still, she agrees, she just lost her mother without seeing her before she died, and she won't make the same mistake with her father. Well, never really being able to be who Vivian needs, especially not in this season of Turmoil, breaks, up, breaks things off with Vivian. Both Will and Huelan are doing what they think is the right thing, but can they ever really be happy fulfilling their duties as daughters? Will Huelan really go through with this sham marriage to Cho? Will we ever find out her true love and baby daddy is? Will Will ever be able to come out to her family? Will Vivian run off to Paris and dance her heart out on the Parisian stage while Will is at home in NYC pining after her endlessly? For the shocking conclusion and for lots of laughs and cute moments, tune in to 2004's Saving Face.
1: Bra. Thank you. Va. No, I... No, I, I. this one was a... It was a nail-biter. Um, it sure was. I love, like... I, I. One of the things that I love about, like... About this movie is that it makes, like... I think that there's something in, like, a myriad of, like, ethnic sort of, like, experiences with, like, sexuality and it, and it's Mm -hmm. not just, like, it's not just, I know it's not just POC, but I do think that Mm -hmm. it's, like, something particular about that sort of, like, understanding of, like, of queer identity, and, like, coming out, and, like, Mm -hmm. I thought it was really interesting in the beginning, like, during, there's, like, this point in the beginning where, like, there's a lot, like, the, like, Kway is giving all these excuses for, like, her daughter, like being like, you know, she's, and also it's like, the funny thing about this movie was like, Will is a surgeon. And like, so it's like, all of her excuses are actually kind of valid because Mm -hmm. it's like she misses events and stuff but it's like yeah she is a surgeon so it's like she's not like twiddling her thumbs like
0: right she's working like in a very
1: like and at one point vivian makes a comment because we find out that like the chief of of surgery is vivian's father so Mm -hmm. will essentially works with her girlfriend's father um and there's he's a point her the, boss he's her boss and there's a point in the yeah. movie where um where she's like oh, just like my father and it's like yeah well if she's like an in-demand surgeon like your father was and <laughs> like i can imagine that it's gonna come yeah. with like
0: you Some, know like time sacrifices she's like literally saving lives and like i understand like i think of course like- when
1: you're in the relationship like
0: i understand being frustrated like that but like it's also so there's this part where will is like trying to get to vivian's birthday party i think that's what you're Mm -hmm. referencing and it's at vivian's apartment with all of her friends and before they go they like before the party vivian's like i really are you gonna make it and will's like definitely i'm definitely gonna make it and she's like good because my friends are starting to think you don't exist and she's like oh okay like i'm really gonna be there and then she gets to work and there's like oh there's six surgeries on the docket today which i'm like is that even safe for like one i doctor feel like to that's, be a doing lo-
1: that's a six that's a lot of today? surgeries like yeah. for a person to be doing
0: and like I, I, that's, it sounds exhausting. I was like, I would hate to be, like, number six on that roster. To like, I'd be like, oh. it's like, <laughs> I hope you've, like, had coffee and you're not going to, like, possibly do like job. I'll take tomorrow,
1: like, early in the morning.
0: <laughs> but, like, I was thinking about it, if I was Will and I was dating Vivian, I would, like, get to work and then I would call Vivian and I'd be like, yo, there are six surgeries. Like, the chances of me getting out of here for your birthday party are really slim. like, I'm so sorry, but, like, I just want to, like, let you know what the deal is. Like, we'll find a time where, like, I can take you out and, like, meet your friends and, like, whatever. But, like, today is just, like, a crazy day.
1: As opposed to doing the <laughs> thing that that Will does in the scene, which is essentially, like, it's, like, this breadcrumb thing of, like, mm-hmm. like oh, I think I'm going to get out of here at 7. Oh, it's looking
0: more like 8, kiddo
1: you know what, I think I'm going to be at your front door at 9.30. It's like, ugh. Like, it's, it's the like, worst thing. It's
0: the worst. That's just a. But that just makes you, like, a bad communicator because I know what she's trying to do. She's trying yeah, to, like, sure. like, quell her, like, frustrations for now. Like, it's only going to be one more hour. But it's like, then you end up dissing her, disappointing her more in, like, she, the later.
1: She's trying to, like, manage expectations, too, but, like, mm-hmm. in a way that, like, isn't completely letting her down. But also, this is, like... This is, like, I think maybe in the first page of, like, the Bad Dad Handbook as well as, like, Mm -hmm. a way of, like, dealing with, like, your children and, like, any sort of expectations around you coming through. Like, of just, like, hey, like, I'm gonna be there. We're gonna do so-and-so-and-so-and-so. Don't you worry. Just give me another hour. And it's like, no, you're garbage. Just say that. Just Um, say you're
0: garbage.
1: Just say you're (laughs) a garbage person. Also, like, in the beginning of this movie... The Raymond's mother. There's a character in this movie, and her son Raymond, and she is just roasting him,
0: I know. and it is so funny.
1: <laughs> They're
0: at the salon where um, Will's mom works,
1: and like she is leg into her son and like it's he's actually like quite accomplished but it's like he's not a surgeon and so it's like well
0: she's like money sticks to him but but what's the point like he's only five eight
1: and i was like also i wrote down in my notes is five eight short
0: uh, apparently.
1: I, I don't think a 5'8 is particularly short, but they make it a point to reference his height. And yeah. Will makes a comment as well, like at the dance. It's like it is it is a thing to be mocked. And it's like, I mean, y'all, if you, this was what you were going for, I feel like you should just gone for like five four or five two. It's fucked up regardless. But like I was just like, five, I feel like five is, like an average height <laughs> for like a man. I don't know. I'm relatively tall, so I'm I tend to be taller than most people. So like Right you know, and I, I also like,
0: like I don't care about height, like and on yeah. a romantic level, like you could be shorter than me. You can telling me I don't give a shit, but I think like a lot of people have. To, I say like,
1: that, but I am taken aback when a man is taller than me. It well, is, you're
0: really tall. I'm, I'm people like, are not generally going to be tall, but than when people you. are, it's like oh my god, he's tall. <laughs> but um, oh, and and you're like oh that's sexy, or you're no like, like I'm like oh you're just I don't like, like this.
1: I'm like, oh, I you don't like that it. you're taller than me. <laughs> although, I, I, although I did have a really good friend who was like six foot six and it was really nice to hug him because when you're a really tall person, you never get to rest your head <gasps> on anybody's oh my God. chest.
0: I love hugging you because you're so Aww. tall and you just like envelop me entirely and I can rest my head on your chest. I love it. Aww, it's so thank nice. Thank you, Janie. It's really nice to hug a tall person,
1: but it doesn't
0: necessarily mean that like you can't date. It's nice to hug anybody, of course, but you know if they're a good hugger.
1: I had a friend who dated a guy. She was probably like five five, mm-hmm. and she dated this guy, and he was like six foot four, six foot five. And I remember Jesus. we were talking about like their sex life, and she said <laughs> it's. She said honestly, she was like, if like. He's on top, and I'm just staring at his chest move up and down, and I was just like, "Wow, that must be like so strange so weird. to not be like able to make eye contact with like your partner." I, I mean, know there's times where just depending on what moves you're doing, you can't make eye contact. But there's something like about being <laughs> in that position and just like staring at a person's torso move up and down that, like, to me, I don't know. It's like, yeah, that's pretty sort of like.
0: I, I don't feel know. like I'm, I'm like you. What? I know my parents are listening to this, so I can't say more. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I, I, I appreciate you um, keeping it on the on Because um, I
0: was just about to say something, when I was like, "Stop it!" Also, it's like not just my parents; like people I know that I don't need. You know, I don't. For know, sure, I don't. <laughs> the old, there's also a
1: scene with like the elder women in the movie where. They're talking they're basically just talking shit. Um, which translates so to any culture, much. baby. Um, yeah, <laughs> They're talking shit about a woman who has who's gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. And is and is that that's um and then we find out later that's Vivian's mother, right? That they're talking about, isn't it?
0: No, they're not so Vivian's mother never Oh, oh She does. Oh, I'm sorry, Vivian's mother. I was thinking of Will. Um You know what? I don't know if they are talking about Vivian's I actually don't think that
1: it's Vivian's mother, although we find out later that Vivian's mother moves within this circle and Vivian's parents are divorced. That's why. I think it was a character that I don't think we really have any further engagement with, but she's seated alone at this function. And a group of the women are talking about her and the fact that she divorced her husband. And one of the women says marry a rooster follow a rooster marry a dog follow a dog which essentially <laughs> the point that she's getting at is like you marry them and you're stuck with them and like whatever they are like that is your, it's an extension of who you are and like it is now like you know it informs the way in which you move through the world so just like accept them basically for what they are because the alternative of you like leaving the marriage is like unacceptable and it's just and like and she goes what she thought. says
0: she follows it up with like I don't know why these all these Americans need all these divorces or something like that, and it's like, yes. honey, because if you marry a dog, you gotta get away from that dog. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> I mean, it's a very old school
1: like perspective, which is a of cultural course. point that I think that Wu yes. is a t- Alice, Wu who wrote the movie, is is sort of like touching on, which is mm-hmm. just sort of like it is that old fashioned way of like you know perceiving marriage, and I'd say even in the last eighteen years since this movie was created, I mean, I'm, there's been shifts further, but. It Absolutely. is really like it is really interesting to get that sort of like window into other cultures because it's like I know that, you know, my grandmother, I I think still, you know, feels that way largely as well. Like, I think she mm-hmm. understands like the necessity for it, but it's like, no, like, you know, you get in there and you you get married and, you know, you're going to be duking it out like with this person. But it is like that stuff. The, and, the, and it's funny because we're just talking about divorce. And I like the way that she foregrounds this conversation because it sets up like. The expectations for this world, and mm-hmm. then you think about this in in sort of like in conversation with the secret that Will is holding on to of her queer identity, and mm-hmm. it's like if they're if they're roasting this woman simply for getting a divorce, then yeah. you can imagine the kind of ostracization that like not only Will but like her family and her family name would be you know victim to. So mm-hmm. it's a really it's one and of- you. S- yeah,
0: sorry i was gonna say and you see it later with her mother because like she Lan falls pregnant and we don't know who she won't tell us who the father is even though like she's a 48 year old woman she is still like a dutiful daughter lives with her parents and hasn't gotten remarried and so that's totally unacceptable and you see how those things that this community deems to be unacceptable really affect the person who's like experiencing them because like there's a moment where Soquelon moves in with um, Will and she's like hey don't forget i'm having the ladies over for mahjong tonight and will's like "Yeah, yeah i know and so she makes sure not come home but what you don't see is that nobody shows up to the mahjong game and they're like ostracizing her because of you know what they deem to be an unacceptable life choice which is like you are pregnant by a man you're not married to and so will also sees all of this too and it's like everything everything that she sees and experiencing her, you know, with her mother is sort of like reinforcing her decision not to come out because she doesn't want to be treated like this by her own community.
1: No, for, for sure. It's like, it's, it's really heartbreaking. Like, it is. It's really heartbreaking. And in that scene, you know, we find out cause early in the movie, Well, early in the movie, her mother just sort of comes across as like really eccentric and quirky. Yeah, she's so
0: funny. Which she
1: is, but like to a lesser degree than it seems like once you realize what her situation is. But, you know, friends are talking about having seen her. Like one of her, like her fellow surgeons mentions as they're washing, they're washing up, preparing for surgery. Like, oh, I saw your mom yesterday. And, um, in like midtown. And she says, what? My mom? No, my mom doesn't leave, you know, her neighborhood. And then we find out later that, yeah, Queens, my mother doesn't leave Queens. And then we find out later that she did. And then we find out that her mother is in the family way. And it is sort of. (laughs) In the uh, family way. (laughs) That's like what my mom would call it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, we find out that like, there's a, yeah, there's, there's something afoot. And um, then we get sort of like, it's really sort of like this unflinching, like, Look into the into the family unit because we have totally. Will who is twenty nine years old. She lives on her own. She's a surgeon, um, and then we have her mother who is forty eight. Her mother still lives with her parents, Will's grandparents, mm-hmm. and within that family home, it, it's it happened. That's happened as a result. I think that she moved in after Will's father passed, so she mm-hmm. moved in as a widow, and she's living in this family unit. And you see, like, sort of the 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 falling out that happens as will, um, I mean, as, um, Huelin, like, reveals to her parents that she's pregnant. sorry. I that right. That's okay. Um, I don't know Huelan. if
0: I'm
1: pronouncing
0: it properly, but um, I think
1: that's it. You declared okay. it with authority, so I'll go ahead and believe that. <laughs> um, but Huelin is speaking to her father, and he is just laying into her, and he is saying every everything that he says to her is in and of itself enough to just end a relationship. 100%. Like, <laughs> like irrevocably like there's a thing about your parents saying like there's something and, and and i mean my mother is uh is a a gem she's a she's a mitch you know she she's a sure saint is. and <laughs> my mom has never said anything like this to me but it's like i think about like this and like any one of these statements would be enough to be like sort of soul crushing you know
0: 100 <laughs> i mean it's interesting because so i have friends who have you know immigrant parents and sometimes they tell me like oh this is something that my mom said to me and i'm just like if you know and they're not offended by it they're like oh yeah this was you know like it made me laugh or something like that or like rolled off my back or whatever but i think about the fact that like if my mother (laughs) said some of those things to me i would be so devastated and obviously there's so much that goes along with it, like, for sure. sometime, like, you know, just culturally, like, the way that people speak to their children is totally different from the way that, like, my parents would speak to me or whatever. Um, and not saying that one is better than the other, but, like, I'm just more conditioned to handle the way that my parents would speak to me versus, like, getting a window into something like this, where this father is saying, like, all these very, like, intense, horrible things that would crush me. And yeah, they are crushing, but they're not relationship ending, you know? No, it's like, I mean, but I
1: have, you know, in thinking about this, I think about like, like I know that there are certain things that I don't think that I, you're as aware of when you're a part of like a familial unit. Like Mm -hmm. I know that there are certain comments that my mother has made to me. And I know that like, if people like heard that or whatever, I know that people be like, whoa, you know? And I, but it's very much the result of like our relationship. And I know that like, Totally. The people in my family, you know, the women in my family in particular can be, like, hyper critical. And women in my family can be, like, particularly critical of men in this really, like... I feel like sometimes, like, they say things and I think that, like, you're expected to just sort of, like, take it or, like, not be offended by it because it doesn't come with, like, the attachments to it. Like, if you were to make a comment to one of my female cousins who's had, like, multiple children about her weight, like... That would be like, you know, but for, for, you know, but speaking, you know, you shouldn't really be making comment to anybody about their weight. But I'm of just course. saying, like, in my family, like, that probably wouldn't happen, but like, not to your face, but <laughs> that, but like, like, somebody will make a comment to me, or somebody will like, well, like, if I've like gained weight, like, somebody will like pat my tummy and be like, mm, what's going on? And it's like, okay, like, like, I know. It's all, but it's also like, but my family's really interesting too because my mom will, my mom will comment on my weight, or my mom will be like, "Oh, be careful there," or "I don't know, I change shirts if I was you." But <laughs> then my mom will also be like, "Oh, I got that cookie dough you love in the refrigerator, and enjoy, and I've got fifteen pints of ice cream here that I know you like." It's like, which is it, girl? Because you're leading me, you're leading me down that path. But it's like you know how this all works, right? You know how the math works. Um, but it doesn't matter I'm gonna eat that cookie dough anyway but right. it's just like it's, happy. but it's interesting to get this sort of like you know key into this world and it seems like even as like Quelan is like sort of taking this like verbal assault from her father she seems to me it seems like as she's sort of crying and processing it all it seems like she's still she's less upset about the insults I still feel like and she's more upset by like Hurting her father. Yeah. Like, his pain seems to supersede, like, her pain in this, you know. And obviously there's, like, a certain amount of selflessness that comes with, you know, people that you love. And a lot of times we prioritize their feelings over ours. But this feels like that to the nth power because it's, like, she's so crushed by the way that she's disappointed him that there's no moment where it's, like... I feel like Huelan separates herself from, you know, the act that has sort of caused this and is able to sort of be like, look, this wasn't this isn't my finest moment. And I'm not particularly proud of myself, but this is where we are. It's like she's so deeply um, absorbed by the idea that like this would mean you know, pain and like ridicule for like her family and her, and her father. Totally. The weight of that that. too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: The weight of that, because this is like such like a a close knit community. Many, many people are, you know, immigrated from Mm -hmm. China and moved Mm -hmm. to New York and they've created this community. And they all, it's interesting because there are definitely comments throughout. um, At one point, I think Will says like, One billion Chinese people, and there's only two degrees of separation between, you know, any one of us in New York Mm -hmm. City. Mm -hmm. And it's so true because they all know about each other, at least within this particular community. Yes. And everyone (laughs) talks about everyone, and everyone shares people's business, and everyone judges people. And that happens within any community. Everybody judges everybody. But, you know, this is. you know, and, and and Will lives in, Will and her mother live on the intersection between being, you know, part of this um, community, which is very strictly Chinese and has very traditional Chinese values, and being people out in the world in New York City, where there are, you know, American values, too. And so that's got to be so difficult to navigate in this scenario. And the guilt must be so intense, thinking like all these people who her grandparents seem to be like a really big pillar in this community or Qweilon's parents wills grandparents like at the when at the dance like her grandfather is the one who like gives the speech to everybody like it seems like they're you know pretty well respected in the community so the fact that this baby out of wedlock is going to be like a source of shame for everybody has got to be so intensely crushing
1: And also, like, he makes comments um, multiple times in the movie about, like, I likened it almost to, like, a gardener, like, tending to a garden and, like, pruning it and, like, making it sort of, like, beautiful for the world. Like, the way that her grandfather sort of talks about, like, the meticulousness and the care with which he has sort of cultivated, like, this image of himself and of his family. And it's like, Will, you know, her, her... queerness still is not legible to to like you know her family and so she's sort of holding that secret she is in a way like this sort of first generation hope you know first generation american born hope she is you know the surgeon and they don't know about the other things that are attached to this identity and that are going to complicate it ultimately but like she is that so it's like my granddaughter has come through in some regards and it's like Still trying to like make sense of it, and even in like the first scene, her mother Huelan, is being particularly. She's being a little bit critical at the at the the gathering that they have at the beginning of the movie when um when Will shows up and and Will's grandmother, her mother, um she she makes like this really sweet sort of like joke in an attempt to sort of um to like break the tension where she says when um Huelan is making comments and on, on um. On Will's shoes, and she says, "Oh, those are like the um, those are like shoes I had in the Revolution." Like she's like, "They're cute." She looks good. You know, she's like, like very, she's,
0: very sturdy.
1: <laughs> very sturdy. Like she's able to celebrate. Like she's able to celebrate. Like the accomplishments of her. It's that thing that grandparents sometimes have. Um, their vantage point is is uh, it's calibrated differently. So like they're able <laughs> totally. to sort of celebrate at times like the successes of like you know, their children's progeny in a way that, like, is very specific to, like, that that point of view. And I think that, like, w- I think that Hui Lan is looking at it from a different point of view, but I think that... Al- totally. But I think that also her being sort of the, the middle generation in this story, I think that she's able to understand, like, the depth of the disappointment, because I think she's able to sort of, like... To place herself in the shoes of her parents and understand that this would be what this would mean to her for Will to bring home, you know, to come home and say that she was pregnant without a father. It's also like it's also interesting because in that scene with her father, because uh, I mean, her father ultimately kicks her out of the home. And in that scene her father says like come back with a husband. But it's interesting to me that he doesn't specify like he doesn't harp on like bringing home the father of this child. He right? just harps <laughs> on bringing home like a man who is going to occupy that space in yeah. like in the within like, you know, the cultural appraisal of like who my daughter is and what her world is. And it's so Funny, I remember a professor of mine talking about how, like, when you exist within, like, a familial unit, you revert back to, like, the last sort of, like, positioning that you had when you're in, like, a specific, like, familial circle. And he talked about his wife, who was an attorney, and he said, my wife is an attorney, and, you know, very high, you know, a high-powered attorney, like, a person who people, like, you know, defer to in the office, like, she's important, and she's very intelligent, and we go to, like, her family functions... And she's the little sister. And I watch her with her siblings. And he was like, it is, like, shocking how quickly she becomes the runt in the family. And they, like, all, like, it's it's like they're kids again. And their parents come in the room and they yell at them. And they say, stop it. And, like, they're ripping on each other. And they're poking at each other. And, like, all <laughs> of the, you know, and all of the spouses are just sitting on the couch like, oh, my God. Because it's, like it happens with such sort of ease. And it's like, I see a little bit of that in Huelan. Like she becomes a little girl again. Like she's a young, she, you're like, you forget that this is a woman nearing 50 years old who is just sort of like taking this like verbal lambasting from her father. And, and doesn't appear to have it any recourse.
0: In her physicality too. When she's sitting there and she becomes smaller, she looks like a kid. And yet when she's with, will she's very much will's mother yes and yes. it's a really interesting transformation to see the actor joan chen who is amazing i i love her i think she's incredible oh
1: she's she, wonderful
0: yeah she's she's been in a lot of other things too and she is not for nothing one of the most beautiful she people is absolutely on stunning the planet i mean it is it's kind
1: of distracting it
0: is i just spent i mean i, I i have seen this movie a bunch of times i love this movie it's like a very sweet movie and and one of the few i think like really uh, well done gay movies of the early aughts because there was not a lot out there and this isn't a perfect movie by any means there of course you know um things that i'm like "Hmm, okay but (laughs) i still love this movie so much but one of the huge draws for me is just getting to stare at joan chen for an hour and a half she is stunning she's one of those people that you can't take your eyes off of yeah i agree you know in the end it turns out that she is the father of the baby is like this like cute younger guy and you're like that totally tracks because the guys that she goes on this date montage where she's like trying to find a husband and like she's going out with some you know um dudes who some might say are quote age appropriate but not necessarily like you know the cream of the crop i guess you could say Mm -hmm. and um, she's a very very hot woman and it's like she's going out it's <laughs> like probably very nice guys but you know just it's not it's like <laughs>
1: she's the she's the prize
0: <laughs> she's the prize and so uh, it's very nice to see her like end up with like her her love at the end of the movie the guy that she's um you know the father of the baby his name is little you and his father his father's name is old you and he it works in fortune telling and Chinese medicine is very known in the community, um, but little you is of age, um, but just not her age. I
1: think the, he's closer to. I think he's around. I think he's probably late twenties. There's. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because like towards the beginning of the movie, we meet him, and I said to Dave when he came on screen, I was like, "Oh, he's really cute. Um, he's, the, he's 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 he's
0: a, definitely super cute. He's yeah. a cutie,
1: and he works at the the public. He MTA. works for like the MTA, and so whenever Like Will is going to catch the train. He sort of he he hands her like these herbs or something like for her. And I said to Dave before like the unveiling, I was like, yeah, I was like. I was like, I feel like his dad, I thought it was his dad. I said, his dad keeps giving her herbs. I feel like his dad is the father of the kid. And Dave's like, "Ah, I don't know about that. And, um, I guess we were both kind of right. Um, but there was something there. That's what I knew. But like, it was like, what, like, how is this going to present itself? But you're right though. She's, she's really, really like devastatingly gorgeous. And like, it's really interesting, too, because this is a character that, like, I feel like they're kind of, like, working overtime to, like, m- dowdy her up in a way. And so well, just, it's, it's, like, it's, like...
0: It's, like, they're not doubting her up, but they really want to make her look like a middle-aged... A typical middle-aged mother, which she's just not. Like <laughs> She's just not. She's, like, she's like
1: otherworldly beautiful. And, like, yeah. you really can't, like, take your eyes Go- off if of you her. If you
0: guys don't know who she is, Google her name is Joan Chen. And she's, like, in her 60s now, Honestly, still just as beautiful. Like, and she we know looked- Jane
1: loves her sixty, her women in their sixties, as everybody <laughs> knows, and this, every our pod listeners.
0: Who do I, who do I have a crush on? That's in their sixties. I do not.
1: Don't make me say it. Oh
0: no, there's that. Okay, let's. <laughs> I have a crush on that person when she was in her like forties. Sure. She could still get it. Um, I, she, look, she could still get it, but it's based on earlier um, versions.
1: If you showed up at if you if you ended up at her at her farm in Modesto and she was like you know breaking in horses and like you know a flannel in her full salt and pepper glory, you'd be like, uh, yeah, let's go, let's go inside for a Um But like. Yeah, no, but it's it's very that though. She's absolutely devastatingly gorgeous. And it's funny because even when we when I started the movie, I still thought that the I thought I I knew it was a obviously it's Pride month and we you know talked about it. So I knew it was a like a lesbian love story. But when I but I saw the cover of the movie and it's the two of them sitting on the bench and I thought probably up until like the end of the movie, I thought that the person on the bench was Vivian. And so, yeah. like, in my mind, and then towards the end of the movie, when she's when the mother's in the wedding dress, it's like, oh, because what I thought it was going to be about, and I kept waiting to happen, was I thought that, like, that the, the Vivian character was going to be, like, engaged to be married to a man. And, like, oh. that that image on the front cover was, like, the girl who she's in love with, is she going to, like, have the courage to pull out of this, like, wedding that she was supposed to have to her, like, dream guy and, like, really go after, like, the kind of love that she wants. That's what I thought this movie was going to be about, was, like, these two women that are in love, but, like, it is, like, they, it can't be spoken. And, like, yeah. one of them is about to marry a man, and, like, one of them has to sort of make the decision on whether or not she's going to fight for her or not. That's what I thought mm-hmm. this movie was going to be. This
0: is... And, and, and that movie exists, for, for sure, sure. But it's not this movie. But that's one of the reasons why I fucking love this movie. First of all, it's one of the very few... Like, well, one of the very few, like, Asian-led movies written by um, a Chinese woman, like, directed by a Chinese woman, Mm -hmm. like, a totally Chinese cast. And, like, those don't get made very often.
1: Absolutely. And
0: the fact that on top of that, it's also a queer movie. And, like, those don't get made very often. But yeah. I think it's two of those, you know, those two things that really don't get exposure. And actually, I don't know if you noticed this, but it was produced by Will Smith, yeah. which I did not Over know. Brooke. Yeah, yeah uh, Will Smith's I, like production company. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I started um, researching it. But um, shout out to Will Smith. I mean, <laughs> made a couple of mistakes recently. <laughs> but, you know, this is... This is a good movie to get behind. And I think, like, there have been very few, at least, um, from what so I know. So Chris Rock deserved
1: it, is what you're saying. No! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I, I completely I, I completely agree with you. And I was surprised to, um, to see that. I also was surprised, not surprised, I was completely was simply to be expected. I shouldn't say that. But it was just like, what were you going to say?
0: Oh, sorry. I just forgot. The third thing about this is that yeah. it's a it's a movie about queer women that has a happy ending, which is very rare in this time.
1: The yeah, the tragic so, lesbian. Um, yeah, the yeah, tragic lesbian
0: death, or you know, yeah, yeah, marrying yeah. a man, or you know, all of that kind of stuff. So sorry, but I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you. I was going
1: get- It was interesting to like hear about all of like the shifts that like the different production companies tried to make Alice Wu (gasps) make, like as she was attempting to like create this story. Um, And there was like so much stuff. Like they really wanted, well, it's so funny when it's like, when the thing that they want is essentially for you to change like the heart of like the thing that you're working on. But like, they wanted her to like cast um, Reese Witherspoon as the daughter and Ellen Barkin as the mother like they wanted to like and they wanted to whitewash the movie. it they yeah watch the movie. don't get me wrong do i want to see do i want to see Reese Witherspoon as a lesbian and Ellen Barkin and her asymmetrical bob like embodying <laughs> like a mother who doesn't want to accept it betcha by golly wow yeah, I 100
0: i want to see i
1: want to see Ellen Barkin just reading like Harper's Bazaar like <laughs> i'm here for her with like her severe cut and like those pursed lips and I, I want to see her do
0: there. anything. Yeah.
1: yeah, I would love I to agree. have a, a lunch with Ellen Barkin. I'm sure she's got all the tales.
0: <laughs> you know, I thought it was when I read it. I thought it was Ellen Burstyn, but I think you're right. It is no, no, it is Ellen Burstyn, not. Oh, Ellen it's Ellen Burstyn. Burstyn as the mom. Yeah, they wanted Ellen Burstyn as the mom with um, Reese Witherspoon as the of daughter. Course, so they to of course, of course, my gay
1: ass turned it into. <laughs> turns into Ellen <laughs> Just so we're clear though, this was 18 mm-hmm. years ago. Okay. Just so we're yes. clear. Mm-hmm. And Ellen Burston is 89 years old. Oh my god. So Ellen Burston would have been 71 years old. So if that's what they're saying that they want. Mm-hmm. Than the math a math in
0: no because a seventy one year old does mm-hmm. has no chance of getting pregnant. <laughs> well, it's like what kind of a forty eight year old woman has a oh, chance yes. of getting pregnant? Yes. It's believable, but this a is seventy one year old Ellen Burstyn walking around with a her... baby bump. Also, who's playing her her mother in the movie? Are we
1: just cutting <laughs> that character out? Which is why I probably my brain probably <laughs> calibrated Maggie to Smith, Ellen Barkin because I was like okay.
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah, no, this is too much. And um, then after
0: that they wanna Okay, you can keep you can keep Will Chinese, but let's have her date Scarlett Johansson. And it's like, no. <laughs> like doesn't it make this... you
1: th- doesn't it make you think about all of like the movies that, that we know of that this probably happened on that like we'll never know about? Like we'll never
0: know. Those
1: yeah. movies that like you see where they're like, Oh, we gotta bring in we gotta bring in somebody for the whites to identify with. We gotta have something <laughs> for them to like for them to because it's like Like, God forbid, like, white people go in and, like, take in a movie. And a culture that is different than their own, and like exactly. not have a point of like connection from a cultural standpoint at least. There's always going to be something emotionally to connect with because the human experience is just it. It, it is that way. It's translatable in that way. Exactly. Um,
0: and like one of the ways we create empathy in the world too is like uh, listening to other people's stories. Like, but it's also so-
1: trying to like protect like whiteness from like having to like experience like any sort of difference. Exactly. Any point of difference for themselves, and it's like and do like, the work. If that's hard for you, then you need to interrogate that. <laughs> if it's difficult for you to go into a movie that is not centered around people who look like you, who share your lived experience from a cultural standpoint, then like that's something you need to unpack. <laughs>
0: that's 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 actually something really really important, and I think it's like it's it's interesting because the I, I at least like I, I don't know my my group of friends is, like, not a great, like, this is, like, people in, like, you know, middle, middle, well, I live in middle America. Never mind. Okay. What I want to say is studios and stuff like that so often try to be, like, oh, we can't take a risk on a movie with, you know, um, a, a, a cast that is primarily people of color that is directed by you know a person of color or whatever like financially that's too scary and every time that they do that those movies make so much money it's really interesting because i think genuinely people are chomping at the bit to see interesting stories and to see you know what other lived experiences are out there and if we make them people will fucking watch them I, I, you know regardless whether they're part of that community or not it's so frustrating and it it's is like, i mean I, I you know it's the tales old the time obviously but um i also
1: so it was like i won't say it's out of place because i think it's like very important but it was like the like the interactions though between kway lan and like jay
0: are like oh my god i cannot believe i totally blocked this out there is it's some a lot very uncomfortable so jay is um will's neighbor they live in the same building and they're friends and jay's black they're
1: friends played by the actor eto esendo
0: Yes, and I've seen him in other things, but I can't remember what. I yeah, he's been in a bunch of. He's his... been in.
1: Um, he's been in like a bunch of like television shows and movies, and stuff. He was in this. He was also in Django Unchained. Um, he okay. was in Jason Bourne, Blood Diamond as well. Baby Boy had a role in Hitch and Garden State, so he's been in a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, I remember him from Garden State too. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff. He's um. You know, he's great in this, but, I mean, he he's got to deal with some shit. So, I think, yeah, actually, yeah. this is, like, an interesting um, an interesting thing to add in. And, and I, I get
1: why. It, you know what I mean? I think she really did want to provide, like, you know, the good, the, the bad, the ugly. full niaga.
0: context, yeah. So, she... Jay is coming over for dinner, um, and Huelan has moved in. She's cooking for everybody. And when she finds out that Jay is coming over for dinner, she's like oh he needs to use a paper plate which is like horrible and um will is like no you can't give him a paper plate and she's like don't worry i'll give him two and it's like it's so awful and i think it is like an exposure of like discrimination within other like you know minority groups against each other too it's like it's 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 a window into like that world that is really uncomfortable. And I know, like, I'm sure Alice Wu wrote it in there in order Absolutely. to, like, expose that for sure. Yeah. And she says things like, oh, I want to stop using so much soy sauce that so the baby doesn't get dark like your neighbor. But she says
1: it in Mandarin. She says it in Mandarin. She's in, in Mandarin f- in Jai front Jay's at the table. So it's the three of them sitting at the table. And she says uh, that she says that because Jay... I guess uses more soy sauce than like, you know, she that like is typical of like I don't know ch- Chinese individuals. But she sees him using, or at it least
0: those two individuals at sitting at the table. But
1: like, Hweilan <laughs> yeah. like look, she flashes like this look at Will across the table because he's sort of sitting between them, and then she makes a comment about like she she's got to stop using so much soy sauce so that her baby doesn't come out dark.
0: Yeah, and it's really fucked up. It's, it's really Yeah, fucked it up. is
1: really fucked up. And then she like takes the bottle of soy sauce and she puts it right in front of him and she says, Oh, it's too late for him, so he can use as much as he wants. And it is just like, oh
0: It's so uncomfortable. And like to I mean, the disrespect to like talk shit about someone in a language you know they don't understand right in front of them. It's like all just like Horrible. We should have maybe get the
1: payoff of Jay of Jay like saying something back in Mandarin. That would have been a real gag. That
0: would have been a Chef's Kiss moment. Gagaroonie. Gagaroonie. But then later, I actually thought was really fucking hilarious. So we find out later that actually Will's mother knows that she's queer because she's walked in on her before. Um, showed up at her apartment unannounced and she was presumably with another woman Um, and they've never talked about it and so Vivian is really pushing to meet um, Will's mother and Will's like I don't want to do this she's like just tell her you know I'm your friend I'm just a nice Chinese girl and Will's like well you're not just a nice Chinese girl and she's like oh I'll pretend and so she sets up this dinner at her at Will's house with Vivian and their mom and First of all, the two of them are so obvious that they're dating. Like, it's like
1: it couldn't like it couldn't be more clear that this is yeah. a couple. Like nobody's working overtime. Like Vivian did not come into this prepared to like pretend to be anything other than her girlfriend.
0: Exactly, which I'm kind of like kind of pissed me off about Vivian because I was kind of like, are you trying to? Yeah, like, like, like do are, this? are you trying like, to do this? this? Yeah yeah like it just felt like a little disrespectful like based on like Will's boundaries that she's tried to set up and um so obviously Lan is starting to suspect that there's something between them because she always suspects um, Will and she's like (laughs) after she said all that fucking racist shit about Jay like in front of his face she's like she asked Viv if she has a boyfriend and she's like oh no and she's like why don't you date she goes, why don't you date um, the uh, our neighbor Jay? And she's like, Oh no, I'm okay. And then she's like, Well, your friend doesn't like black people. And it's like, Look at the pot. was <laughs> like, well, also like
1: gaslight much.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. And
1: it's yeah, just, it's it's so that- like strange and just like out of nowhere. Also, Vivian's like it's like Vivian can find, if Vivian wants to find somebody, she'll find somebody. Like she's She just finds stunning. somebody,
0: but obviously No, it's, it's obviously panicking. a result of
1: like, the panic of like, looking and seeing them. And it's like, it's interesting because it makes itself, their relationship makes itself clear in these really sort of like, little ways. Like, Huaylan makes a comment about like, about Will working so much. And she's like, I never get to see you really. And then like, I guess offhandedly, Vivian goes, me neither. And then yeah. there's a, and then she like Ugh. spills like food. Will spills food in her lap, and then they both sort of the mother and the girlfriend reach to like help her like sort of like tidy herself up. It's like in these moments, and then they both get like this look, like Will and like Vivian get this bug eyed look on their on their faces as well, <laughs> where they're like.
0: <gasps> and it's like that's <laughs> not the
1: look you want to have on your face if you're trying to play it cool i'll tell you that
0: no you guys are horrible at pretending this is like just a casual friendship
1: and one of the really actually cute moments in the movies before this happens um there's a moment where will shows up at vivian's apartment and they're hanging out it's one of the first times and vivian is trying to do some sort of like trust exercise with her and she wants her to fall like to just fall into her so like trust the fact that she's going to catch her basically and will like cannot do it and so they have a moment where they she says like I can't do it and they lock eyes and then viviana begins to like sort of approach her, like, slowly in this moment. It's, like, it has a romantic tension to it. Ooh, and then right as like she's, she's, about about like, she's, yeah. right? she's about to kiss her, she falls to the ground. <laughs> and it's just, like, it's played, it's played for, like, the perfect amount of, like, charm and, like, comedic effect. Um, totally. Yeah, but it also, like, you know, makes clear, sort of, that thing that we're talking about, which is, like, her inability to fully, like, commit... And it's funny because one thing I will say about this movie, if I was going to like critique something about it, one thing that I found peculiar and I wrote in my notes was, was I turned to Dave at one point and I was like, what's the timeline? Like this movie like plays around with time in this way that, you don't feel like you're completely aware of where they are in their journey. Like I found myself trying to like track where they were, but at certain points in the movie, Vivian starts sort of making almost demands of Will and wanting certain things from her. And I thought even that moment where she was like, I really want you to meet, I really need to meet, I need to want to meet your mom. And I was thinking like, how far into the relationship are you? Like, I know that I was with my partner for weeks, months before you met my mother. Partly my mother also doesn't live in, you know, the same state as me. But I'm just saying, like, you it can be, a, like, a, a chunk of time can go by. And then later on she said something like, oh, like, these last several weeks or something. And I was like, okay, let's calm down. Like.
0: 100%. It's I was just so, so weird. Like, and lot. also, you, I feel like Viv is, like, pushing um, Will the whole time to just, like, be cool with your sexuality and just to come out. And it's like, as a queer person watching this, you know that like, you aren't, you aren't ready and willing to do that until you're ready and willing to do that. And no amount of like pushing by the person that you're dating is, you know, is going to make you do it. And it's not going to make it better. It's going to make it way worse if you, you know, corner someone into coming out. Like it just doesn't, work that way and like you have to be willing to pay that you know price of admission like you know this person is closeted and if that is something that you don't want to be with a closeted person then you can end the relationship you know but like you can't you have to be okay with them setting the rules around that you know you trying
1: to like rush them into like you know making their making their queerness appear in a way that like you know, feels good for you is just not the tea. And also there is, you are asking something like particularly strange of, I think at least, and this is just my opinion, but of a partner to sort of be like, oh, I want to come meet your mother, but I'm going to pretend to be like a friend of yours when you like, when I meet them, because it's like, also if you're a person who's like, sort of negotiating your queerness and like that identity and like your mother already has certain knowledges of like you and things that have happened in your past um, and potential like interest in like same sex relationships. And it's like, regardless of who you are, if like, this isn't a thing that I do, if I don't bring people home to meet my mom, like regularly, yeah. then this in and of itself is the situation becomes its own kind of, its own kind of like, outlier that like reveals itself regardless of what we say it's like it's
0: going to make my mother more suspicious about what i'm doing if i wasn't
1: ready to come out to my mom and my mom came to town to visit and i was like oh i really i want you to meet like this one man that i (laughs) hang out with sometimes that you've never heard me talk about before um not one of my (laughs) friends new friend um but yeah no but hold on to your you know your your image your imaginings of what like my life is like with a woman but this is gonna happen it's just like what what do you what do you think you're what do you think you're getting by on somebody like?
0: Also, it's like why would Vivian want that? Like I, why would you want to have to? Why would like, you want to pretend to be someone's friend? Like I, I was with someone who was closeted for three years. The entire time we were dating, I never met her mother, and I would get. Inherently uncomfortable when she would call her mother and be like, Oh, I'm hanging out with Jane, you know. And to her, I was just her roommate, you know. And I, she had cousins come into town, and I had to, we had to like sleep in separate rooms. Like it made me feel like shit. Like, and that was, you know, again, I was. Uh, I signed up for it and whatever, like, and I knew what the deal was. And You were in your
1: 20s. I was in my 20s. It was a different time. This was cause... the 80s. So, um, <laughs> yes. I was in my
0: early 20s and I wanted to be with this person. And I didn't understand that, like, you know, I was never going to, you know, I never told her that she had to come out to her mother or whatever, but like, I also was like this is making me feel so crappy like I'm just like you know you're uh, I don't like being just a friend to your mother I don't like being just the person that you spend all the time with you know what I mean like it feels terrible and so that after that relationship ended I was like I don't think that I could ever date a closeted person again because it just makes me feel horrible and so like knowing that that is a boundary for me and it's like I feel like Vivian doesn't quite understand that that's like a very clear boundary for her but she's pushing Will to handle it as opposed to her handling it, you know.
1: No, absolutely. And I I just feel like when I was watching the film at times trying to track sort of like their progression and like especially because I would at times sense from Vivian like this sort of like desire for 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 a more clear um for, for a more for more clear sort of like markings around like what this was that was happening and wanting it to be seen in a certain way and it was like huh there's also the other thing that was really funny to me that um dave and i were laughing about was in one of the first like not the first but like one of the scenes there's like a series of scenes where we just sort of see them like in the world, like engaging with each other and like figuring out their relationship beginning getting to know each other. There's a moment where like Will is out like doing like a jog and then like Viv pops Viv's there like they were it looks like they're supposed to meet um but like Viv like sort of stands up from the bench as like you know uh as Will sort of jogs up to her like around the corner and they're like oh hi hi and then Vivian hands her a hot dog yeah and then Dave was like oh of course that mid jog hot dog and I was (laughs) like I was like, that is really weird. And he was like, What is, we're just like, what a specific food to bring? And then Dave was like, What time of day is it? Is it like 8 a.m.? Like, it's where did this It's so hot dog unclear
0: because the lighting from. is weird. It does feel like it's
1: early in the morning. It's like a loose hot dog that she's just like, <laughs> she hands her like this dry ass hot dog on a <laughs> Yeah, bug. there's no condiments and on, it's on like, it. And then Dave was like, Why not just a cup of
0: coffee? Yeah. And I was like, It would have been uh,
1: clearer. It would have. It would have. It would have
0: been clear. Oh, we wouldn't be here wondering like what the fucking deal with the hot dog was. What's if the deal just with that dog? Um, it like I wonder if they're like trying to like bring it home. Like this is New York. You can get a hot dog anyway.
1: Or know? if that like, was like a thing that happened on like their first date. It was like an inside joke or something. Jane, if I, if you were like <laughs> meet me at, if you were like meet me at the the park, and like I showed up <laughs> at the park, and you just had like a loose, dry-ass <laughs> hot dog and handed it to me, I would, first of all, I'd be like, what'd you do to this? there is no way that there's not some sort of, like, joke attached to it. What's the gag of rooney You're not gonna catch me slipping, but I can tell you what. If, you better have a story if you're gonna you gotta explain it to me how you ended up with these two hot dogs, you dry-ass hot dogs, and apparently they didn't have condiments. So it's like, there's a lot of questions. If Dave, if Dave, like, if I met Dave somewhere, if I met Dave outside of, like, the Home Depot,
0: and he handed me a loose hot dog. I would be like, sir, no. Apparently people really like the hot dogs at Home Depot. Have you heard about that? No. Is oh, that no, that's famous? why you use it as an example. No, it's just a
1: random place. They're, they give hot dogs at Home Depot?
0: I don't know, girl. I don't go to Home Depot. <laughs>
1: you're a lesbian, though.
0: Yeah, but I do not fulfill any of those stereotypes. Although my wife you're not. Does, down with,
1: I- you're not down with the Depot.
0: I'm not down with the depot. No, I also think the depot. is... What's their politics? Yeah, I think I think they're like MAGA Trump supporters. Of so of course like they are. We definitely, like... Do you think all
1: of those home goods stores are, though? What's going on with Lowe's? How are they doing in that... In that
0: Lowe's, I, I think, like, Tara did some Googling because she didn't want to support Home Depot, and I think Lowe's Ugh. is okay, but I don't remember. My mom I... was at
1: Hobby Lobby the other day, and I was just like, I can't Ugh, get Girl, this get her. out of she there. She was <laughs> trying to... She had some coupons for you. She was trying to <laughs> get that deal. I was just like, yeah. I can't... I feel like I, I spend so much time, like, trying to, like police things that my mom does and like <laughs> working with her on like language and things and sometimes I just feel like I'm like alright you can have this it's you just like it. I know I'm sure my mother sometimes is like Ugh, god here comes the police
0: well I mean I know you get exhausted with me when I do it so imagine you oh for, I you know, know in my head I think like
1: <laughs> god this must be this must be for her what it's like when I'm around Jane
0: um, <laughs> so like I do try and
1: like limit it but like there are those times you're like, ooh, not that word.
0: Um, <laughs> Everyone's like, I have had... A few, I, I mean, you've witnessed it and you've done... Can I finish my story? Then correct me? It's like... <laughs> like what, Jane, I Jane, like, a...
1: wincing in the corner?
0: Ooh. I can't, I have a problem where it's like, I can't hear the rest of your story ugh. unless I get out the thing out of my the mouth. The thing that me. you just say. And it's
1: like, <laughs> enough, Jane. Can I finish before you pull out your, like, Susan Sontag quote? It's like... Ugh. But you know that's um that's what you deal with when you um when you take on this project as a friend. Also, I feel like in this movie, one of the well, okay, well, one thing that was really funny to me was they they there's a sweet moment where Vivian sort of like reminds. Um, Will that they actually met before when they were kids 19 yeah. years earlier she says Vivian was 8 and Will was 9 and the group of kids were picking on Vivian because of her parents divorce and Will punched one of them and then she says we had a kiss we shared a kiss and then she says she was like yeah you were wearing your newsboy hat and your Christy McNichol t-shirt and Who I don't know why Christy
0: McNichol?
1: Christy McNichol is an actress from like the 1980s um, oh,
0: yeah. yeah. From Empty think, Nest?
1: Yes. But Christy McNichol is a lesbian. And so <gasps> it was just funny to me. Oh. Also, the idea of having a Christy McNichol... Okay, you're not going to remember this, Jane. There's a movie I forced you to watch a long time ago. It was a series of television movies where Rue McClanahan, straight, funnily enough... Played a mother I married
0: Patrick Duffy. I remember yes. those movies. And Although Patrick Duffy was only in the first one, I think. And then they
1: had to switch him out. That budget, I think, changed. Um <laughs> but she gets pregnant in the second movie, remember? It's like about an and a mother. And she's like
0: in her sixties.
1: Yes. And they were trying to sell her as her in her fifties. Um remember that episode of remember the episode of Golden Girls where Blanche thinks she's pregnant and <laughs> then they find out it's menopause? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it's like, you're good, it's, girl.
0: It's like, it's like, oh, it's like a, and she has the baby, doesn't she? There's like three movies. Oh, in the movie, yeah. No, she
1: has the baby and her daughter's pregnant at the same time. It's very Father the Bride, too. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, but it was, but there's this, but there's that moment, though, where like, um, but yeah, no, I was going to say there's, in the movie, Chrissy McNichol plays her daughter, and oh
0: okay yeah, so yeah, yeah.
1: you wouldn't remember from that but you are right yeah. though empty nest is like but it's also like that's a deep cut that's like a real deep lesbian cut if you've got a christy mech nickel <laughs> yeah um, that t-shirt. is shirt
0: <laughs> that is um oh god what is that called when you um uh like si- signal what is it what's the word when you like signal with your clothing or something
1: oh i don't know what the specific word is but Maybe that would be like if somebody like was rocking like a Kelly McGillis tea, It would just be like, where'd you get that? <laughs> that, that has to have been spoken. to To me,
0: to that's, that's like more blatant than a Christy McNichol.
1: Well, also Christy McNichol was mostly like a television star of like the 80s. You know, maybe, um, I don't actually know. Is she a lesbian in real life? Joe from Facts of Life. Do you know? Or was that just like... Uh,
0: she's not. She's not. Oh, okay,
1: so she tricked yeah. us all.
0: Um, Although she is, like, a queer icon, and I feel like a lot of... Like, if I saw a woman who you would was know wearing a, a Joe from Facts of Life shirt, I'd be like, okay, well, she's the most likely a queer person.
1: Yeah, for sure. He's like, take, take the bad, baby. Um, but, yeah, I thought that that in particular was a really, like... Um, was a really, like, cute moment. Yeah, totally. Also, the other thing in this movie, there's another funny thing when, um, Huelan goes to, like, the video store and she rents, <laughs> like, this porn tape for some reason. And I, <laughs> I... Like, it was just the... I, I was just curious, like...
0: <gasps> <gasps> so, okay. So, Huelan is at home, um... Will is not and she's got out to herself for the night and she goes to the movie store to the video store and she wants to rent movies so she talks to the clerk and she's like hey do you have any movies in Chinese and he like points he's like over there and so the only movie that that is there is like the Joy Luck Club and Joy then like Luck a movie. bunch of like pornos featuring like Asian women and like obviously like i was like okay this ends there we're trying to say that like there's no representation other than like you know within within the world at this moment in time there's like such little representat- representation um besides like you know over the over sexualization of asian women within porn and i was like okay this is where the scene ends <laughs> she actually rents the porno and Brings it home and watches it in her daughter's home, and I was like, you know what? She, as soon as Will comes home, she like cha- turns it off and turns on something else. But it's like you are living on borrowed time, because at any moment Will could just open up that VCR player and see what's in there and put the tape w- and like pull out the tape, and it could, and she'll see that her mother's sitting in her home watching a por- pornographic,
1: watching movie. the pornographic movie um that was like a really like funny moment and i felt like i was waiting on like something to be sort of like explained and it wasn't and you know what sometimes things don't need to be explained sometimes things are just things just happen the other thing that i thought was really funny was like as will is sort of like begins the montage of looking for like a gentleman like of the appropriate age for her mother um and she's meeting all these guys and like it's just funny to me because Will's sort of inquiring about how they feel about babies and it's like these men are like in their 50s and 60s like something tells me nobody's got a hankering to like (laughs) raise a newborn okay <laughs> i know there's plenty of, the, of them that do it i think didn't jagger have a kid at like 70 something like i get I mean, yeah he's but like,
0: he's not, I, Jagger's not he's like not what i would kid. call a hands hands-on father with a newborn you know what i mean no. i'm sure he loves the kid and whatever but he's got millions of dollars he's pay. he's paying a night nurse is what yeah I'm
1: saying. he's you don't think he's like no i want to like do it i want to change all the diapers i want to <laughs> yeah
0: no i don't think so
1: it's like yeah she's looking for these guys and it's like your mother's in a very per- like particular predicament and i just think it's really interesting that like that's sort of like you're bearing the lead there like i think <laughs> that's gonna require like a very specific person who's like willing to take that on you know and so I well
0: just... it, sorry there's just no. a, a right before she goes out on the first date that she's about to have the mother's like should i tell him i'm pregnant and will's like save it for the second date. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, absolutely. (laughs) It's pretty funny. I mean, you, you gotta roll that out at the right time.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. As you know. Um, also there's like this moment when we find out that Will's grandmother has passed and there's like this heartbreaking moment where like, it like Will is, has just sort of told her mother that she's gay. She's basically in denial about the fact that Will has just shared this with her. And, her and Will are both sort of, like, standing their ground. Like, she's standing her ground, but Will also, for one of the first times in the movie, is really saying, like, well, I don't know if I want to be the daughter of a person who doesn't want to be my mother, basically, yeah. and doesn't want to accept me. And then they get to the hospital, and her father, who is who, you know, exiled her from the home earlier, um, is there, and he's in tears, and then she realizes that her, you know, her mother has passed, and she's in tears. And then, like, we get this shot that shouldn't have been funny to me, but dave and i both were like uh eh well Dave was the one who commented on it but it was like they told us that the mother was dead and then they cut to the dead mother like in the hospital bed with like a sheet being put over her fa- her, her body and Dave was like I don't think we really need that and I was like I agree I think we could have just like lived in like the grief of them like you didn't need to make that particular moment legible for us in this way like we get it, um, but it yeah was like, it was sort so, of like we don't need no. to spend
0: money on this we want to see her body it's yeah. like we don't need to we heard, we heard everything. We, we heard need to news know. and
1: and and living through people taking in the news is more powerful than like a cutaway image of like a person dead in a bed. So it just felt right. like we don't it need to like driving
0: driving it home in a way that it didn't need yeah, to. Yeah, the
1: grief of these actors is enough to make this clear to us like the loss and the weight of it.
0: And that's like a that scene is a scene that is filled with a lot of grief for me mm-hmm. because I, I I just, like, it's literally right after she comes out to her mother in their living room. And that coming out scene is, like, branded into my brain. I'll, I always remember it. And she says in Mandarin to her mother, she just sits down. Her mother is like, Ugh. she's like, I want to talk to you about something. And her mom's like, oh, I'm watching a soap opera, like there's not that much left, like, save it. And she's like, no, I need to say this now. And I think anybody who's come out um, can relate to the fact that, like, when you are ready to say it. When it's you like, have the courage in the moment. Have, it has to be It has now. to be now. Mm-hmm. It has to be now. Um, and so she sits next to her mother and she goes, Mom, I love you and I'm gay. And her mother goes, how can you, like, say those two things together? And then she says, I'm not a bad mother. My daughter is not gay. And it 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 was just it's just, it was just a really heartbreaking line for me. Because it's like, A, you're denying her truth right where she's sitting there telling you it. And you are saying that like her being gay is a bad thing and it's a reflection on you as a mother, which is like obviously not true at all. And what you were saying before will says like well then maybe you know you shouldn't be my mother then you know and i just thought that was like such a beautiful moment in this movie because it's like you i've wanted will to find her fucking voice throughout this whole movie and find her strength and that is like the one moment where like you can just see it happening she's like i'm done doing this and and then her grandmother dies, and it throws everything into turmoil <laughs> because, um, you know, then her mother decides that she should marry this guy Cho, um, even though she doesn't love him because she doesn't want to lose her father in the same way that she lost her mother. Um, but yeah, that that scene is just—it's this very quiet, like small coming out scene. But it really has affected me since I saw this movie.
1: It reminds me of that like famous um, one of my favorite James Baldwin quotes, um, but Love takes off the masks, we fear we cannot live without and know we cannot live within. Mm. And I, I always think of that in when I think about like queerness and like and the fear that sort of like surrounds it and like mm-hmm sort of what exists on the other side. And it's like this big question mark, you know, and it's, there's the potential of what you want it to be. There's the reality of what it is. And then there's like, you know, the aftermath and like what it means for like those people that you love to let go of, you know, they have their own sort of grief. They have like to deal with their own kind of like, it's generative and like, it's wonderful, but they have to deal with their own sort of like death of like a particular future and a particular like hope for who you are and a lot of times that requires like loved ones and family members to really uh, like accept like the reality and the truth within that but also to divorce themselves from like that potentiality and like really figure out a way to to sit with um to sit with what it actually means you know to be who you are and what what it means to actually like engage with the authentic version of who you are. And I think that it's like so painful. And you look at a person like Will who has, you know, and, and I mean, everybody comes how they come, but like, you look at a person like Will who by societal standards has achieved, you know, a lot. I mean, she is this surgeon. She's gone to good universities. She's, you know, she's working, she's making money. She's taking care of her mother. That's the other thing is it's like, yeah, her, I mean, Huelan, like, lives in her home and, like, you know, is benefiting from, like, you know, her daughter's, like, labor in the world. And so it's, like, you still, like, you still, even with all of those things being said and all of the ways in which, like, her success and her accomplishments are visible, this is still, like, its own mountain to be climbed, you know? And it is cultural. But I think a lot of people deal with this because it's, like... That's got nothing to do with like, you know, my hope for the future and like, you know, and and you're and what you've done for me is what you're supposed to do for me. We're family, so like that doesn't matter. Like what matters is like the fact that like it doesn't matter all the ways that you did come through, or all the ways that you did succeed, or all the ways that you maybe like ex- exceeded my expectations. This is a we're talking about a way in which I'm I am ultimately finding you wanting, and like we are talking about a very particular failure. And that's what the topic of the conversation is. It's not your successes. It's it's the heartbreak of the reality of this, and yeah. that is really sad because it's also like, man, all of that other stuff that you did for whatever reason you did it. Hopefully for yourself, but undoubtedly in some to some degree for your family. Like the fact that like it doesn't really it doesn't matter. And the hopes of overachieving in these other ways to like ultimately be able to come out one day and like it to maybe like balance out. Like the reality is this is its own thing. That's going to have to be dealt with regardless of like, you know how you've moved through the world up to this point. And it's really like, it's, it's sad, but then it also does, you're right, it makes you feel, like, hopeful to see her sort of, like, stand in her truth for the first time completely. So much of the movie is, well, waffling and, like, trying to sort of, like, appease her mother, trying to appease her girlfriend, you know, trying to appease, like, the Chinese community on behalf of her grandparents. Like, so to see her sort of step into herself and take ownership of who she is, it really does. And I think that this moment, which is, like, followed up not too long after this, she says that her and her mother aren't talking, but then after she sort of, like, makes the discovery of, like, who the actual father is. She, by the way, she's wrong. She thinks that it's old you who's a father. Mm -hmm. Um, But when she makes that discovery, she shows up at the wedding. Her mother is set to get married to a very sweet gentleman. Um, I don't remember his... Cho. She's set to get married to Cho. And she, like, shows up to stop the wedding because she knows that this isn't the person that her mother loves. And it's almost like... I've already, like, blown the doors off of, like... Whatever this is off of tradition and off of, you know, what we have deemed to be appropriate behavior and this idea of like saving face like I've already I've blown I've blown the the, the roof off I've disrupted that so like I'm going to go ahead and just lean into it and go for broke and I'm going to disrupt it for you too because you're too scared to and I am here to tell you. I'm living proof that like there is life on the other side, basically.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like she doesn't want her mother to live a miserable life just to be a good daughter, mm-hmm. and be and 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 I think like at the end of the movie, the mother you know runs out of the wedding and decides not to do it, and she's like, "I'm sorry, you know, you've been so kind to me, Cho, but I don't love you." And they leave, and they have their sort of you know the graduate, graduate moment. moment. <laughs> <laughs> at the end, they're on the back of the bus. And her mom says, That Vivian seems nice. And it's like, it's just the smallest amount of confirmation that, like, I think her mother has just experienced. Like, I almost went down a path and lived a life 10 minutes ago that would have been miserable for me. I can't ask my daughter to do the same. And, like, let me, let me, she saved me. And now I want to save her by letting her know that, like, I can warm up to this, you know? And I yeah. think that that moment is really, really nice. Like, there's they're so much of themselves in each other within this movie that it's like, they at the end, they're all kind of, you know, understanding that, like, why don't we just, like, do what makes us feel good and other people will get on board. And towards the end, people do, you know? Um Huel- Huelan gets together with little you. Um... but before that though,
1: we have
0: oh, sorry
1: go ahead. we have no I was gonna say before that though we have the moment where like Vivian and her have broken up, they go to the airport. Vivian like is going to go to Paris and she sort of tries to stop her and it's this really dramatic moment that is you know, it's a it's a, one of those, really the high classic drama rom-com moment. It's a classic yeah. rom-com moment where, you're you know, chasing and Vivian you're the chasing airport. somebody through the airport. Um, and she says, you know, she's like, I want to be with you. And Vivian says, kiss me right now. Like, you know, in front of all these people. And she can't do it. And then Vivian leaves. And then she goes out to the cab where her mother is like waiting, apparently got this cab on retainer cause he's just chilling. Um, <laughs> but her mother's waiting and her mother embraces her and it's sort of this full circle moment for her. And it's and, and for a moment, at least you're like, Oh, you didn't get the girl, you know, but you got mm-hmm. the mom and like,
0: and your mom that's... loves you. And it's a really nice hug actually between those two. Cause you actually don't really see them hug. I think that the movie and it's just yeah. like a very full loving mother and child hug.
1: It's also, the other thing that I realized while you were talking was this movie also sort of does this intergenerational um, sort of thing where it like, it reveals sort of like the various like usefulnesses of like these different like, these different like, these different value systems and like the ways in which they can all pull a little bit from each other to like create like a more like whole and like fully realized like existence like i think that like what the mother realizes ultimately is that she could use a little bit of like her daughter's sort of that generation uh sort of um You know, pushing back against like societal standards and traditional values and like actually pursuing like real happiness, you know? And I think that Will has already like implemented like a lot of previous generations, like work ethic and like value systems in her, in her process of becoming. So I think that like we see ultimately like the mother coming to the realization that like she could also use a little bit more of like her daughter's generations not giving a shit so much about what people think and like what we find out it exists on the other side is and at the wedding even like there's a moment where ev- there's this big explosion of like, you know, everybody's sort of revealing secrets to each other. And like all these couples start like spat, like spatting back and forth. And it's like, Oh, it's all of, it's all of, it's all a facade. Everybody's yeah. like, everybody's just trying to maintain like, everybody's trying to save face. I Every- was
0: literally, ab- I was going to interrupt you and say, and I was like, he's going to get there.
1: But, um <laughs> Yeah, no, but you were right, though. She ends up with with little you. I'm sorry. You were saying earlier about the end of the movie. After all this, and of course, her and Vivian have their, they give them their full romantic moment. They give them of their course. some enchanted evening where two people see each other across a crowded floor and, you know.
0: At like a Chinese cultural center. At a Chinese like, cultural center per <laughs> usual, like dance. you do. Exactly, and, and this is after Vivian had gone to Paris, and she's come yes, back. She's come to back visit. to visit. I don't know if it's been four years. I don't know how long. It it's seems been, like it's.
1: They said three months. It's been three. three months.
0: Oh, three, you're right. Three months. And
1: um, and still hasn't had that baby. By the way, I I just knew when they said <laughs> three months later, I was like, oh, we're gonna see the baby. No, no, nope, Mama's so still pregnant. She's
0: like, she's like nine months pregnant. She's Sometimes like when
1: celebrities them, have babies, it feels like they're pregnant forever. When Cardi b was pregnant i felt like cardi b was when cardi b was pregnant with oh god lord i do not remember that baby's name culture when cardi culture, b was pregnant yeah. with culture i felt like cardi she b was just pregnant had
0: another one but we 40. don't know the
1: name yet yeah we don't um but i mean first one's name is culture so you put the pieces together but yeah when cardi b was pregnant with culture it was like oh my god i felt like every every photo op was like pregnant cardi b and i was like I don't know. She may have already had this baby. This may just, at this point, it may just be ballistic. But I wonder, if that, I wonder if a celebrity's ever done that. Just had a whole ass baby out. and still out with the baby bump, like giving full fantasy to the pups. Somebody does the I'm, math. They're like, she's sure been pregnant
0: for 24 months. What's going <laughs> like, on? You, you need to reveal that baby at this point. Also, Otherwise, what's, I'm going concerned. On that,
1: what's going on in that womb, also? That kid is in there, like, shooting craps at this point.
0: Um,. Yeah, it's it's wild, and it was surprising that she had not had her baby. But that's how you know that this whole movie takes place. Over it's a like short. It's like a short. You know. Stint.
1: This movie yeah. is yeah, because clearly um, they decided that um, Joan Chen. They were like, we want you snatched for most of this movie, so we'll bring in the baby <laughs> bump at the end, girl.
0: And she was like, "Problem? It's not, you know."
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, so that um, that is Saving Face.
0: That's Saving Face. Did you like it, Brandon? Would you watch it again?
1: I would watch it again.
0: Yeah, it's very cute. Like, With a big
1: bottle of soy sauce next to me.
0: Of course, of course. Oh. Um,
1: In preparation.
0: <laughs> it's too late for me anyway. It's too late, so you might as well just, um, you know... that That
1: was one thing I did want like I wanted a full circle moment with in terms of them but yeah but we didn't get it and you know what that's probably truer to life (laughs) right that's true (laughs) so yeah no but I did enjoy it and I would totally watch it again absolutely yeah
0: it's super it was a sweet it was a sweet movie movie. it was a good
1: rom-com and I've never heard of it before so I was excited to watch it I always like you know, and I was like supporting the Saffic sisters.
0: Of course, and I, that's one that I'm surprised that like I don't feel like people talk about it that much. No, like, but definitely like um I wish it had done better than it did, and I think yeah. there were like, factors yeah. as to why that was the case. But yeah, it's really cute. If you can watch it, go ahead. It's on Hulu. I think for free if you guys have Hulu. So absolutely. Um. And then I guess my next question for you is, do you have a movie for me to watch next week? I do. And this was like hard for me
1: because I was like, I really wanted to like, I was trying to think of a movie. I wanted to, I wanted a black queer film, Mm -hmm. but then that didn't happen by the way, because Mm -hmm. then it was like, (laughs) it was really hard to find a black, I wanted a, I wanted a comedy yeah, and that was really hard because most of the black queer films are struggle central,
0: and I just yeah. didn't have
1: the. I just didn't have the. So bandwidth many queer for... films in
0: general are just like sad, and then like a lot of the black queer films. Are, I mean, like the first one that comes to mind is Moonlight. And yeah. That is... yeah,
1: yeah, and I, I was like, I don't have Moonlight in me. Like next yeah. week, it's just yeah, I, I, don't... I. So like, there were other ones that I looked at, but ultimately I decided on the complete fucking opposite of that, <laughs> um, and I picked a movie that I enjoy and that is a, like a fun watch. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it in a while. Um, but I picked 1997's in and out
0: Oh my God. You know what? I have seen it, but probably not since 1997. Okay. So okay, good. I don't, I don't remember a single thing about it. I just know it's Kevin Klein.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so <laughs> I picked that movie and I was like, this is one that's a lot of fun. And I was like, it's, another white gay love story and there are so many of them and they are so centered and like when you get mm-hmm. into the actual queer canon uh, especially white men um, and their love yeah. story but but I still thought that it was one that would be like fun to talk about and would mm-hmm. result in like generative conversation and I do genuinely like the film at least I remember liking it although we Lord knows when I get back into some of these 90s films and we pull back the lid it I is mean sometimes- a mess under there sometimes <laughs>
0: Sometimes it's real surprising what you rediscover in these things. And and also
1: what, like, it's also surprising because it's, like, what we just, like, we accepted as okay Mm -hmm. and, like, we overlooked. Because it's not, like, housed in your brain. It's, like, you had to have seen that thing happen, but it was so commonplace that it wasn't, like anything to feel anything about because we can totally. look at it through the lens now. And it's like, mm-hmm. that is not okay. You know, yeah, but at the time
0: like, we were just like, well, that's life, baby. That's life. <laughs> that's how you gotta live. Right. Um, that's amore. more. <laughs> that's amore." Awesome. Well, thank you guys. We hope you enjoyed um, us talking about saving face. I know I had a good time. Brands, I had a good know.
1: time too. You're what? a very, um, you're a very lively woman. Mm. buxom.
0: Yeah, I've heard it before. I've heard
1: um, it before. Saucy, yeah, uh, sassy, mm.
0: uh,
1: and I enjoy spending time with you and just holding court and sharing <laughs> space. Absolutely, mm. one thousand percent correct, mundo. <laughs>
0: yeah. um, if you guys want to share more space with us, you can find us on Instagram, and Facebook at Movies We Missed. You what can about Twitter? Space. You can also you can find us on Twitter. <laughs> Going off, okay? MWM chat. And um, we appreciate you, and we really love you guys, and we will see you next week for in and out Bye. 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 bye That's so jazzy. You liked it? I said it was jazzy. I didn't say I liked it. It's all for you. <laughs> Those
1: lyrics are so like, I've never like that lyric is well well, got a nice package. All right, because I'm gonna have to write it tonight. I'll never get over it. You don't have to.
0: I remember being like, "This must be a case of misheard lyrics," and then I thought the same and being like, "Nope, this is this is we're we're laying it all out there."
1: (laughs) And it's just like you don't have to, Janet. Like only if you want to, always.
0: But she does.
1: Oh, because she's nasty.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Fair enough.
0: Oh my God! My body, look at that body shaking that thing! Look at my
1: See, got a nice. I right. right. guess I'm gonna, have, gonna have to have flick to it, it to tonight. To what
0: did you freak it tonight? Okay. I, know, I guess we're out of thing.
1: Okay. Bye. I actually said, "Guess I'm gonna have to flick it tonight."
0: Ew! <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know. That's why when you asked what I said, I powered. all I can
0: picture is you flicking a ball sack ugh Cause I'm not got a nice, got a nice ball sack. (laughs) All right, guess I'm gonna have to flick it tonight.
1: That Uh, would hurt so bad. And then Dave was like, oh, of course, that mid jog hot dog.
0: This is New York. You can get a hot dog anywhere. (laughs) You know? Like, happy
1: pride. Happy pride.